If you can hear me, go ahead and type in a question just saying that you can hear me if the audio quality is good. Uh, Robert, thank you for chiming in. I appreciate you letting me know that. Anybody else on the line? Cody, thank you. I appreciate you. Robert, I appreciate you again. Chad, thank you very much. Christian, thank you very much. Eric, Jack, thank you. I'm glad that you are here. Mike, Dave, Dan, thank you all. Okay, sounds like uh, sounds like I'm coming through. We're going to go ahead and start so that we can reward some of you folks that are showing up in such a timely manner. And I'm going to start the, um, I guess I was going to say I would stop the recording. It looks like it's automated. No, I'm automatically started, so we're good. Um, I'm excited to talk to you tonight because we're going to talk about how to generate more online leads without wasting your time or your hard-earned money. This is something that's very confusing to people. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There are folks that are pretty good at building websites who frankly don't know jack squat about the painting industry. And there are people that know a lot about the painting industry that aren't particularly good at building websites. And often painting contractors get stuck in the middle. And as an industry, we are being left behind. Um, I'm going to take all questions at the end as housekeeping just because I'll have to unmute you one at a time. Uh, invariably, people do not have headsets and it creates a big, huge feedback loop. So I'm looking forward to taking those at the end. So let's go ahead and jump in here and get started. So here's where we're going today, guys. First, we're going to get real about painting contractors in today's digital landscape. We're going to talk about strategies and tactics that work. We'll spend quite um, a lot of time in this section. We're going to talk about how your company compares and what you really need to be doing. And then finally, creating a workable plan for building your online real estate portfolio. What can you do practically to make things happen? So a lot of you on here have been hearing from me for years, but some of you may be new. So I think it's important for you to understand my background so you know that I know where you're coming from. So I grew up in Arab, Alabama. We were poor folks to the poor folks. Uh, we didn't have carpet on the ground, um, no air conditioning, uh, lived in an old sawmill slot house. Dad couldn't read or write, had never been to school, but he taught, taught me to go to school. was very insistent about that. And I went on to get um, my bachelor's in marketing and picked up my MBA for what good it did me. I'm a husband and a father. You can see my smoking hot wife there and my beautiful daughter. We have one on the way that's due August 25th. Friendship's a big deal to me. I stay in touch with folks. I, I do not let them go over time. I love primitive camping. I do a lot of it. Old country music, uh, high intensity interval training, and I'm Presbyterian, which means all of you were predestined to be on this call tonight. So it didn't really matter what I did. I'm glad you're here nonetheless. So I have a strange journey into painting. Now, most of you do, a lot of you do, a few of you, you know, kind of grew up in it. Maybe dad was in it or your uncle or your brother. But for the most, most of you, you kind of just wandered into it. No one, I wouldn't say no one, but a small minority of people end up wandering into painting. So I started out on the U.S. House um, and Senate side and raised money, wrote a book called How to Raise Money for Political Office. I used to write for Campaigns and Elections Magazine. Um, I did grassroots and major gift fundraising, uh, which means everything from give us a dollar to help Jerry's kids to give us a million dollars for a new science ring. And what that really taught me about building websites and um, generating leads for um, both political followers and for contributors is that you've got to do it fast. 
you've got to know what's going on. You need to be able to quantify it and it needs to be able to scale. And some of these exact same um, issues relate to painting. So as you can see here, I've been in technology for a long time. This is a picture in the bottom right hand corner with me speaking at Campaign Tech. And there's hardly anything that's more technologically advanced than campaigns because they are so intense and so much money is spent so rapidly. So I've been at this for a long time. So my debut on, debut on the painting scene was kind of painful. Um, if any of you can remember uh, 2008, just drop a little message here and tell me uh, if you love it. Does any, did anyone love it? What was 2008 like? Just type it in the question box here. What did you think about it? Anybody love 2008? Was it fun for you? Was it a good year for your painting business? Hell no, depression, bad. Uh, I graduated high school. I was living with my mom. <laughs> That's a good one. So a uh, good year to start a business. Loved it, bought some stocks real cheap. So a lot of you are making a lot of it, but for most of us, it was tough and it was awful. And it was even worse for me because I started my painting business and immediately the recession hit. And not only that, but I carried a lot of baggage with me from college thinking that the things that I read in these lofty marketing books that were great for tech giants or for Coca-Cola or Apple, that's what was going to work for, for my painting business. I was going to throw a whole bunch of money at cute branding and nonsensical BS uh, slogans and stripped down image advertising and buddy, the phone was going to ring off the hook. And I quickly ran through all of my money because that stuff doesn't work in painting, really doesn't work in any small business. And I made a few discoveries. I got serious about direct response marketing and also began to reapply what I had learned uh, on the campaign trail. And good marketing is good marketing is good marketing. People often trick painters into thinking that because it's a new medium, that the messaging is completely different and the market is completely different. And I'm here to tell you that's BS. That's typically um, a bunch of tech eggheads who can build it but can't make it sell. So I made a few discoveries and things started turning around. Long story short, we became the largest painting contractor in our mid-sized market for high-end end paints. We hit over a million dollars in sales and over 20 associates and I sold my company for over $440,000 and a still struggling economy in five years time. Now, some of you on here look at this and go, wow, that's amazing. And some of you are three, four, five million, seven million dollar companies and it's not that big a deal to you. So I, I loved it, but my real passion and the reason I sold it is I love sales and marketing. I just happened to run a painting business. That's my real passion. And now I help owners do what I do best at the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors. And that includes writing for our industry publications. I've got a good article coming out uh, shortly about how to train your field staff to do marketing in APC Magazine. Pick that up. It's a good magazine. Um, I have great corporate partners. I participate, attend, and speak at our industry events. Um, I'm involved uh, with the PDCA. Um, with enjoyed raising money um, for them as an MC this year for the foundation. Uh, we use our unique core five strategies just to help people change their businesses. And we have lots of done for you tools. It's not a lot of empty air talk. Uh, people can't do much with that. You need tools that are done for you so you can get things done. And we do a lot of group and one-on-one -on -one mentoring. You've probably seen 
um, my writings in these magazines above, um, including, a, I think I had a great article in uh, Sherwin-Williams magazine about a month ago. If you have a chance on upselling, you should read that. And that little um, half, looks like a half page magazine that comes out, goes out to about 300,000 painting contractors. And these are some pictures from some of the folks that I helped. This is our Painting Profit Summit. This year, it will be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Last year, it was in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And if I have anything to do with it, it will be the largest gathering of painting contractors this year. It was the second last year. And also Painters Weekly. I appreciate all of you giving me good feedback on the videos that I do every week to help motivate, inform you, give you practical tips of things that you can do to change your painting business. So let's get real. Let's start off by being really real. I hope you can look at this. If you've tuned out, tune back in. If you're screwing around in your email or messing around on Facebook, you don't want to miss this slide because it's really what's going on in our industry right now. And if you look on the left-hand side, or on the, I guess, right-hand side rather, what you see is all the demand, all the clients that are in your local market. What you see on the left is what your typical painting business gets directly. What you see in the middle are all of these huge outside giants, these conglomerations, these multi-billion dollar companies that have basically gotten between painting contractors and local customers so that they can then charge you for the privilege of reuniting you. Isn't that sweet? Aren't they really helpful for you? Um, <laughs> and that, that would be like, you know, standing between you and a well and like, you know, taking taking the water and then giving it to you and marking it up by about 100 uh, percent. So these guys are really good at it. They pay they play the SEO game well. They work real hard at it. And um, a lot of painting contractors just can't stand up to them. But there's some good news. We're going to get to that later. National franchises and I work with a lot of these guys. Um, tend to rank better than independent painters for SEO. So if you've got a franchise in your area, they've typically got somebody's butt in a seat working on um, generating leads and building websites. Uh, they're good at it and they've got an aged domain that is usually huge. A lot of these do not do standalone. They're moving away from standalone domains uh, to uh, what you would call, I guess, um, web directory domains where you get all of the um, the SEO and the domain authority and the page authority from the, the primary parent domain. And there's not a painting contractor that, that has that. You know, we, we've got one location, they've got hundreds. So we're at a disadvantage as independents and even um, some, some franchises could stand a lot of work. and depends on what the flexibility is that you have in your franchise to do that. And painting clients are rapidly changing their behavior. You know, it used to be if you wanted a painting referral, what did you do? You walked over to the fence when you saw a neighbor in the backyard and you did what? You asked them, hey, Susan, who painted your house last summer? Well, let me go see. Most of the time they can't remember. They'd have to go dig through the trash because none of you are contacting your clients uh, and they just forget you. But if they did remember, they might be able to give you a referral or give you a referral to somebody that might know one. But now, People are just taking to their phones immediately, not all the time. Uh, and I'm not here to, to, to tell you that this is a bigger deal than what it is. I'm the only person, if you've tuned out, tune back in. I'm the only person who will tell you the truth about this stuff. Online reviews and 
uh, referrals are still not the biggest player for generating referrals. They're not. It's a it's getting bigger, but it's not the biggest deal. You've got to block and tackle with your customer list. Uh, you've got to network. You've got to set up B2B referral relationships. That's still keen. The data proves that. So don't let these eggheads who run web companies lie to you. I'm giving you the good, bad, and ugly tonight, okay? This is as, as direct as you're ever going to get it because I, I do all things and I don't play favorites. So, but with that having been said, people are becoming more introverted. People are, are their um, circles of friends with social media are shrinking, and this is becoming a bigger piece of the pie. And I would rather all of you be in on the front end of this instead of being in on the back end of this. So potential painting contractors or potential painting clients are also sh shifting their expectations. I mean, it used to be they were just glad if you showed up and you didn't like smell. Now they're they're comparing their experience with your company with the really good experiences they've had with other service providers. It could be a restaurant, it could be a daycare, it could be a doctor, it could be an attorney, and they're like, this is just not adequate. Uh, there's not an information enough information on this website for me to make a decision. These messages are all the same; they don't speak to me. So you just having a website was pretty good a long time ago. Now, I mean, it's minimum ante. And running a painting business is becoming more complex. I mean, seriously, used to, if you just did pretty good work, things were okay. Not only that, there were only a handful of mediums, right? You had direct mail um, and maybe radio, maybe some canvassing. Maybe you could do a little telemarketing. It was so simple. Now, not only are there tons of mediums, there are inside the medium of what you call internet marketing. I mean, there's thousands, not thousands, there's probably dozens of practically effective ways you could spend your money. So for owners, it's just getting crazy to try to sort out all of this stuff. And of all the mediums that, that are the most complicated, mainly because of misinformation provided really at the provider's advantage and your disadvantage is what's going on in this medium. So good luck trying to keep up with what's going on in local SEO. Uh, this is a Moz diagram of what feeds into Google local search. This is not something that I have invented to confuse you. This is all of the data that Google and local SEO search take in to be able to decide where to put you in the pecking order. And after listening to countless hours of blogs, reading, researching, going through articles, going through courses, uh, attending seminars, etc., I'm here to tell you this crap's complicated. And it's not simple and it's not easy. Frankly, it is easier for you to compete nationally for a few specific key terms than it is for you to rank locally for an average key term and compete with other painting contractors and most of our owners are just not equipped they don't have the time to mess around with any of this stuff do any of you get calls from this guy you know habib in an indian call center you can hear 15 other people chattering away in there I can put you on the first page of Google for $200. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen, guys. 
yeah, they can maybe put up a couple of AdWords uh, ads and technically that's accurate. I mean, they're really not lying when they say that, but they are misleading you, right? Certainly misleading you. You have no idea what these people are going to do. And I've conducted almost 800 business, business diagnostics for painting contractors. I've not heard anybody who's really happy with things that they've bought that, that they've been solicited by at random uh, over the phone. So it's just hard to know even once you decide, okay, I'm going to make a good go of this, who's going to do it for me? Even decent web developers really miss the mark. I see this a lot with our own members. You get somebody you go to church with, somebody in your local area, they're a quote unquote website uh, builder, but they're not, they can build the website, but they aren't local SEO specialists and they don't know anything about painting, which means their messaging sucks, conversion sucks, they don't know how to set up the, the website for maximum conversion. And often they're, they're kind of like contractors. They will build whatever you ask them to build, but buddy, they've got no idea why it's supposed to be built how. Typically what they're really good at is making a site pretty. Well, a site being pretty and being found are two different things, and a site converting and not converting versus being pretty are two different things. So you got to be careful of that. And the reality of time versus expense. This is something that we've learned the hard way uh, over time, and I've learned it in different businesses and on campaign trails. It takes a considerable amount of time and money to build and maintain a website using best practices for SEO. It's complicated and it's constantly changing. As soon as you think this is the thing, it's something else. As soon as this thing pops up, something else is gone. And some markets are remarkably difficult to penetrate. Some of you right now that are on this um, training, buddy, you could you could get ranking in the in the three pack in a local city near you with hardly any effort whatsoever, and that would bear out during a diagnostic assessment. Some of you are in like a god awful market where somebody has been doing it right for 15, 20 years, and then somebody else has been doing it decent for five or six years, and now you want to make a go of it, and it's uphill. You don't know that till you dig in. So in some cases, if you're going to really go into a market, it's going to be expensive. And all of you have seen, as you go out to do estimates, cheap paint jobs, haven't you? Yeah, you can get it cheap. Habib can put it on the wall for you, but this is what it's going to look like, ladies and gents. So if you want it good, it's going to cost, just like a paint job. Y'all should know that. So let's get even realer. So let's talk about the good, okay? Again, not pulling any punches. So building your digital real estate that you own is better than renting leads. It's a wise investment of your dollars. When you pay for a home advisor or an Angie's List or a house or a thumbtack lead, you get the lead, but you didn't get anything else. Once that money is spent, it is gone forever, like fireworks. You light it, it's gone. The next day, you can remember how pretty it was. Maybe you had a good experience out of it, but guess what you got to do the next day? Buy more expensive fireworks. When you build your own digital properties, it's something you own. You own it forever. Now, Will the online, and we'll talk about this, do things change? Do you have to keep reinvesting in that just like you maintain a home? Absolutely. But long term, it's still so much better. And if and when you get ready to sell your painting business, you've got an asset. You can't sell, hey, I buy leads off of Angie's list. 
Nobody wants to buy that, an ongoing expense that lasts forever with no equity. People are increasingly going online to start their search or to validate referrals. Somebody gives them a referral, what are they going to do? Go look for social proof, go look at reviews. And for the most part, and again, this is harder in some markets, it's easy to outsmart and outwork most painters. Just what I tell our guys when they sign up for memberships. I mean, all you, you don't have to be the world's best marketer or salesperson. You just got to be better than the typical painter in your area and be able to compete with the ones that are decent. And if you can, kick their butt. But if not, you'll still make a really good living. Well, online, typically, if you're just decent, most of you in most markets, you'll be great, especially if you're in a rural or a suburban market. We really need to talk. The bad, okay? This is the bad. I told you about the good. See, this is the this is the part of the presentation you never get with these web companies. They never go into the bad, do they? Do you notice that? It's all going to be rainbows, buttercups. We're going to fix everything, and it's not going to be any problems. If if you're buying leads now, you you've gotten that pitch, right? We're going to give you the full pitch here, okay? Online lead generation is only one of many places to start, but it is a terrible place to finish. I'm here to tell you that all of the money in the painting business is on the back end. It's people buying the second, third, fourth, and 15th time. It's folks referring you the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth time. It's referral sources sending you the 35th lead. Now, if you've got, if you want to go after a local SEO in your area, it only works, I'm here to tell you, when you pair it with a strong customer retention and referral program and when you pair it with a strong sales system to convert online leads well. Let me tell you a sad story, not for me, but for the gentleman that I've talked to over and over again. I will talk to people that have, and if you're raising your hand, I'm going to answer all these questions at the end because I've got a lot to go through. If you'll type them in, I'll try to go back through and look at them but I'll call on you one at a time. I appreciate you guys asking the questions, but I've got to get through all of this if we're going to be done by eight, hopefully a little earlier. I talk to people all the time that are buying leads off a of home advisor or someplace. In certain markets, the market is good. I can remember working with a gentleman uh, who was in Cape Cod. Well, what's awesome about Cape Cod, everybody and their brothers as rich as they can be which means you don't get any bad leads, really. How many painters are in Cape Cod? Not a lot. For most of us in what I would call run-of-the-mill, average, mid-sized, small markets, that is not true. You've got folks that can barely scrape together, you know, two quarters to rub together, and we're supposed to go, like, give them a quote for thousands of dollars in painting. Doesn't work. And I watch people that are really gifted and have a great, powerful sales system do okay with leads they buy, and even online leads. But if you're if you don't have a good strong sales system, you get online leads and, and you're going to convert at like 15, 20 percent. And it's going to cost you a boatload of time and money just to get somebody to say yes. OK, now let's talk about ugly. So we're going to get even uglier here. I'm not going to pull any punches. Somebody needs to tell you the absolute truth. I'm the only person in our industry that is just a, a just complete honest truth teller about this stuff. So here you go. Online leads are like crack cocaine. Some of you, if we um, did something for you and got you a ton of leads off your website organically, it would lead you to become lazy. You wouldn't retain your clients. You wouldn't do what you were supposed to once they came in the door. You wouldn't be going after commercial and referrals. Why? Well, the website does all the work for me. That's stupid. 
It's dangerous because leads are unpredictable. Organic leads are because of this reason. They are seasonal. You know those. You know what it's like in the winter if you just wait on website leads. You know what it's like when school starts back when you hit the slump. You know what it's like when school lets out and you hit the slump. You know what it's like if it rains forever and you hit the slump. You can't control outcomes either. Okay, we are playing in Google's backyard. It's their ball. It's their rules. Tomorrow they could say, guess what? We're switching to 50% paper, paper play. And we don't own the mediums. See, the beauty, beauty of getting a client online and then doing a good job and keeping them is now you can communicate directly with them by email, phone, mail, other methods. And you do own your list. But if you don't communicate with your list, you're screwed. Okay? You don't own the medium. Think about Facebook. A lot of you just spent all the time in the world getting people to follow you on Facebook, your clients. What Zuckerberg do? Wake up one morning and say, hey, I know you used to post stuff and everybody who follows you saw it. Guess what? Now it's only about 15%. Overnight, the rules change. What did you do? Did you quit using Facebook? Nope, they got you. So this is the ugly part, guys. You've never seen these two slides or these topics presented in any type of online lead presentation because everybody is afraid because it's all the only way they make their living uh, at our academy we make sure that we tell people everything because it is a comprehensive approach so conclusion one is this the trend is not going to reverse itself it ain't going backwards this genie is not going to be put in the bottle and painting contractors are completely ill prepared to handle it and I, when I say this, I mean like some of our platinum members that are kicking ass and taking names can't get stuff implemented. People that normally just take something that I give them on Monday and it's out the door on, on Tuesday and they've made money off of it by Friday. People that are smart, this stuff's complicated. You need somebody's butt in a seat fixing it. And it requires someone to be a serious student and do lots of work. You got to study this stuff. You got to keep up with it. And then you've got to put hours in and you've got to stitch together a bunch of aggravating applications to make a website work accurately and correctly. Because every, every one of them promises to do everything well and none of them do anything but one thing well. So it's like a big patchwork quilt. It's kind of like your business, right? You can't just do one thing and have a successful painting business. Typically, it's tons of little things stitched together that make you successful. Same thing with digital marketing. So luckily, that's why the Brandons are here. I'm going to go ahead uh, and introduce Brandon Curtis. He is a real person. He does not sit in a call center in Bangladesh. He's right here behind me. Brandon, why don't you say a few words and introduce yourself? All right. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Brandon Curtis. I had to wait for Brandon Lewis to roll his chair out of the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's going to snack on an apple for a second. but. Um, yeah, so I've known I've known Brandon Lewis for about seven years. Um, I've been in marketing for just about the same amount of time. Um, I am all things tech and marketing and SEO. Um, and then Brandon has obviously the knowledge of the the painting industry for the messaging. Um, I've worked for two uh, different agencies, one locally here in Chattanooga, and then I went from there to another agency um, that had about four people. I grew that to 15, opened an office in 
um, San Francisco, um, hired some more people, and I just got tired of flying um, back and forth every month because um, I was missing out on my son's soccer games. Um, you see him pictured here. Um, but I, I was focused in the, the tech industry, so I was working with a lot of tech startups. And then um, I started out as a web developer and then switched to kind of the marketing side of things and the SEO side of things, um, as well as sales. I focus on organic inbound marketing. A lot of people will try and get you to spend money on pay-per-click, which are the ads you see on Google or Facebook. And that's an easy way to lose a lot of money very quickly. Um, so that's not something I would recommend if you're considering that or if you're if you're doing it currently. This is kind of the long game. Um, so you're looking at about four to six months um, to see really good results in your your local area. And Brandon mentioned before that you know national advertising is a lot easier than than local, and that is very much true. You know, I I would be able to rank someone for a national campaign for a keyword in a way shorter amount of time and much easier than I could for local. So it's something that if you're already doing well in your area, which we'll find out from, from a diagnostic, um, even if you're doing well, you want, you want to keep doing well. And someone like me could come in, start a painting business in your area and know what I'm doing online and all of a sudden you don't even show up on the front page of Google, which Brandon will get to that in a little bit. But um, anyway, it's good to talk to you guys and I just want to introduce myself. So I'll let Brandon take back over now that he's finished his apple. <laughs> so the reason I brought Brandon on guys is because I've known him for a long time. I've watched his work and um, he's a serious student of local SEO. He's conscientious and he cares about the clients and he just makes sure that the trains run on time. So we make a good a good team. You need somebody with industry information, industry um, savvy, and you also need somebody who's who knows how to get the stuff technically done. So let's talk about practical tips for winning online against corporate behemoths and local competitors, shall we? Let's take out your pen, take out your piece of paper. Uh, hopefully you've already been taking notes on the things that are really important so that you don't get myopic in your focus. So here we go. So you need to start number one with in-depth research on your local competitors. Okay. You need to understand what's their domain authority like, what's their page authority like, um, what do their reviews look like in both quality and quantity? Are there can you check to see how many citations they have and are they from the areas that actually matter? Are their social platforms linked and active? And do they match with both their Google My Business uh, page and their website? Are their backlinks spammy uh, from gray and black sites or, or are they local or industry specific? Are they doing the best with their Google My Business listing? And reason you want to know all this, guys, is because you want to figure out how easy it will be to knock them out of the three pack. That's what we're constantly asking ourselves in a local market when we look at 
where they are. And one thing that I push back on a little bit that Brandon said, it talks about how long it takes something to work. Um, we have seen people get really good results in, you know, a few weeks in very weak markets. Uh, but in, in markets where somebody has been kicking tail for a long time, you're right. Three, four months of good solid work to see movement. Uh, and this is why, because competitors, you're not um, building a website in a vacuum. You're not building a website where no one has, has been painting in your area. You're coming into a competitive landscape and you've got to understand what's going to be involved for you to really kick ass there. So let's be strategic. Okay, this is number two. So let's go back to number one. If you didn't write this down, you need to do a good analysis on your competitors. Okay, number two, you need to be strategic about your physical location, not tactical. You need to be very strategic. So here's what I mean. Number one, corporate lead services cannot rank in the three map pack. Okay, they can't. Luckily, not yet. Home advisor can't just come into your area and start showing up on the map. Angie's list can't show up. Now they can be all over the first page of Google. So we've got a little area where local businesses actually are. It's really important to show up there. Don't slug it out. I'll repeat this. Do not slug it out when you can pick the low hanging fruit. Many of you are in these metro areas that are just crowded and you're putting your office in the center of that metro area, trying to fight with people that have been online for 20 years who have online budgets of four or $5,000 a month, and you're getting your tail handed to you and you're seeing no leads and no traction. And if you're starting out new, you're really screwed. But suburban markets, things that are on the outer area, rural markets that are within your service area, man, why would you fight tooth and nail to get four or five percent of a metro market's online leads when you could immediately go for a fifth the money and begin getting leads in a suburban area probably where the leads would actually be better and higher quality and immediately get a return on investment or not immediately but very soon because guess what 20 30 percent of an entire market is a lot more than no percent of a big market do you get what i mean so you've got to explore multiple locations while playing by the rules, okay? There are rules that you have to, 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 uh, to follow to make sure that you don't get in trouble, but they're pretty easy to follow. Most painters don't really know what they are. They're confused about them or there's myths. So number one is you got to pick your physical location. I, I, I see people giving very little thought to this. It's a bad idea. They're getting bad advice from folks. So you can look at some of these areas. The one on the left is an urban that's competitive, and this is somebody who in the market, the same company in an urban market, they don't rank at all. And then quickly and easily on the right-hand side, guess where we can get them? We can get them on the first page pretty quick. And so the first column is like three-pack. Is there even a three-pack? You can see the difference and how easy it is to get movement. And so that's what I want to tell you is that you want to go someplace that's a little easier to get going. So you got to optimize your Google My Business listing. This is your identity in the mind of Google. If you want to think about it this way, it's kind of like a mini website that they allow you to set up. 
Number one is you need to choose all relevant categories. A lot of you put up a Google My Business listing maybe a long time ago. The categories have changed. And so you need to make sure that you really focus on getting the categories put together appropriately. There's different ones that most of you aren't using. You got to use the appropriate tags. Tags have recently come back. Okay. Tags were gone for a long time. Now they're back. And if they left and they came back and you don't even know that, if you've tuned out, tuned back in, if you don't even know tags are back, you need to get into your Google My Business account and update them. You need to rename your pictures uh, by keywords before uploading. Most of you probably don't know that's even a thing. Very important. Don't, you know, upload, you know, 7-8-2018-FJ673-4. Google can't look at that. They don't know what that means. They'll just trash that data. Um, and you need to complete your profile 100%. What does it matter if I don't have my hours on there? What does it matter if I don't say this, that, and the other? Because Google rewards you uh, when you get when you get um, your listing completely put together. So an abundance of reviews is critical, okay? And you really need to make sure that you've got a lot because reviews help not only with SEO ranking, but they also help with conversion. You know what it's like. You go into a town, you're looking for a restaurant, you look for something close to you. If something's got like two reviews and they're not very good, you go there, heck no. But if you go uh, online and their Google My Business page has 135 reviews and it's 4.7, heck yeah, honey, let's go try it out. And sometimes you may have a affinity for a certain platform. It could be Yelp or something like that, right? And you go after that platform and you see that the, the reviews are good there too. So You've got to first get Google performing well, then you need to evenly distribute to the other entity properties thereafter. And you need to base that on a first page search and your company name. And it's important if you're not doing it now that you automate your process. Do not count, I repeat, do not count upon your clients to organically give you a review that's lazy and it's stupid and it's never going to happen. They won't do it. They won't do it. You've got to force them. You've got to conjole them. You've got to ask them. You've got to work it into your operational um, plan with your painters in the field. And then you've got to come in on the back end with a good review management software and apps or plugin. And you also need to, for the sake of SEO, you need to be integrating that into your website on your pages, both dual column and on the main page. So reviews are critically important. Okay. Build your website for Google first. Google first. Robots first, humans second, okay? It's a big mistake I see people make. They write their copy on their website as if keywords do not matter. They don't do the tagging. They don't do the JSON markups. They're not keyword coding things. Their videos aren't relevant. They're not interlinking silo structures because guess what? You gotta make this thing easy to find for the robot. That's first. First thing, write it for the robot. Most people don't even know what that means, which means you're in trouble. So you've got to do that in at least the nine most searched terms. Now, ultimately, you want to do more or strategic long tail keywords if you're in a crowded market. So you got to write your website for the for the computer or the, the Google bots first and then the rest. So a beautiful website that cannot be found is useless. Okay. This is terrible. I see crap like this all day long. No differentiation. All of the facets that really should be there missing. Uh, 
nonsensical bullcrap words or saying obvious things like we paint residential and exterior or what the hell else is there to paint people i mean yeah, people kind of we paint inside and outside well no you know what what else would you paint if you didn't paint inside and outside so let's not waste let's not waste our breath especially with the the first page and above the fold with crap any idiot could figure out that makes no sense uh let's say something that that really matters that hits home because we've only got one chance to snag them right and it's also it can be beautiful but and look pretty but if the robots can't find it you don't show up in search who cares so you need to build your site for humans second 100% focus on conversion you need to create copy that differentiates with a strong unique selling proposition and you need to make sure that you only uh, research what people care about you need to talk about background checks and how you screen your painters warranties and guarantees strong social proof not crappy little snippets of what somebody said from Robbie B and anybody can, anybody can write that you want your social proof to be so compelling that people like this cannot be fake it can't be fake reviews testimonials videos your friend easy to collect in the field if you have the right process great for SEO uh, and you and your crew are the face of the business do not hide I can't tell you right now, if I go and look at all the domains that have logged into this training tonight, if I went to your websites right now, how many of you are hiding like some kind of nameless, faceless corporate behemoth, which you are not? Do not neuter yourself of the personal aspects that make being a local business owner so impossible to duplicate by these big, big, huge companies. How many times have you looked at who owns this thing? Who are they? What's their story? You hide it. Makes no sense. Well, okay. Who's, who's gonna be the owner yeah. It's exactly. It's a big deal. People want to gather information because it's a very personal and expensive decision. You need to clean up your online social security numbers, and these are your citations, clearly identified, consistent NAPS. NAPS stands for name, address, phone number. If you've got a different company name, if you've got a different address and a different phone number in bunches of different places, both on your website, social platforms, and other directories, it's confusing Google, and they're going to think that you're a duplicate company, or it's going to confuse them. Uh, and not all citation sources are created equal for the painting industry. You need to make sure that you're at least in the ones that Mo's uh, lock for home services, construction, and contractors, and not just wherever you feel good about putting your, your information. Very important this be consistent. You need to connect your social platforms and social signals to your Google My Business and web page. If you'll notice, those will integrate. Uh, your Google My Business is smart enough after it runs a few searches because of your naps primarily to link those in, including reviews. Powerful. So streaming content, uh, project photos, videos. Uh, Facebook is really great for residential marketing. LinkedIn is terrific for commercial. I mean, you can put together a good list of commercial uh, property managers of commercial um, of um, facility managers and maintenance managers, and you can go to town and LinkedIn, okay? You can really build a huge following. You can even download your list of contacts that you make on LinkedIn. Most of you don't know that. I mean, name, address, phone number, email address, the whole nine yards. Don't forget, use your website for sales. This sounds, you may think this is stupid for me to tell this to you, but most people don't use it. When people sign up for an estimate, they should be getting pre-positioning emails and text. 
they need to know how you screen and hire your painters and what makes them good and what makes them safe. They need to know about how your process ensures quality and that nothing will go wrong and that they're protected, that your warranties and guarantees will be there to support them. And they need to know that not that you, they don't need to know what type of products you use because any idiot can walk into any store and buy anything, including the client. That's not a differentiator. Your product knowledge, however, is those are three primary messages that you need to be communicating before you ever arrive and you can automate that. And in post positioning, you need to be using video uh, testimonials on a landing page to help you so that you have shortened URLs you can send out by text and email follow up, a buyer's guide, social proof, frequently asked questions. So it's not just are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? We've got to continue to inform them during follow-up, just like we did during sales. So warning, okay, it's a big warning. And if this is you, it ain't gonna work out. If you have a barely answer the phone live, make BS small talk, walk around and eyeball it, leave no information behind, never differentiate your company, email it in, weak follow-up sales system which describes 80 some odd percent of people I talked to on the phone, probably in the 90s. So a lot of you are gonna fall into this category, sadly. You will fail at converting online leads, 15 to 20% at best. You just will fail. Better to have a lead than no lead, right? But if you're losing to price all the time, it ain't because of price, you just suck at sales. And you gotta fix that. If you're gonna compete online, you gotta fix your sales process. Customer retention, and this is critically important. So we recommend our guys use a digital and a mailed at-home monthly newsletter. We write this for people. We make it look simple and easy. Uh, we make it look personal, not like corporate throw-up, not some something that you would get that is um, comes from a company that you know nobody put any time or effort into. How many of you use a by just typing in a question, okay? How many of you use a, um, how many of you use a, somebody that cuts your hair or a mechanic or a real estate agent or a insurance agent who frankly doesn't do the worst, doesn't do the best job in the world, but you just use them because you know them? Does anybody just type in the question mark here or click raise your hand or whatever you want to do? How many of you like have somebody that you use and they're not awesome, but you just know them. And so you kind of put up with it. Well, yeah. Thank you, Leonardo. A lot of you do. Lawn guy says Eric. Oh, yes, yeah, says Cody. Uh, <laughs> Chad says my wife cuts my hair. Well, you're screwed there. Uh, my workers. Well, Robert, you need a recruitment system. So we're all guilty of this, right? Better the devil you know. So if we build that personal connection, it's going to work. And it can't be about paint. If you talk to the if you talk to people about the color of the month and spruce up your home, now's time to paint. Spring's the time to paint. Paint, 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 paint. Your open rates are going to be in the crapper, and no one is ever going to say, "I love your newsletter." Nobody gives a crap about paint, including you. None of you spend your free time reading articles about paint. Why in the hell do you think your customers are going to do that? You need to highlight projects, reward and recognize referrals, make a very small offer at the end, be like 5% of the entire thing, and you need to delight and entertain people. It's pretty simple. It's really not simple. I'll take that back. It's very complicated because nobody does it. You have to know how to do it, but you need to do it anyway. Most painters never do the math. 
Okay, when you get into getting your leads, this kills me. Average job in the U.S. is about $3,200. For some of you, it's a lot higher. This is residential only, not being influenced by a couple of big commercial jobs. Online close rates with good sales systems, you know, just decent sales systems, not awesome kick-ass, not even really talented, it's around 33%, which means the revenue you generate for online leads about $1,056, and you should be at least at 45% gross profit when you're past break-even. For most of you, that's two or three painters work steady and everything else that comes in that's gross profit is actually net profit which means every time you get a ding in your email from an online lead you put 475 dollars in your pocket and most of our members have a lot better numbers than these both in close rates average transaction size etc because the repeat and referral numbers are up so if you want to know how much you can invest in building a website or all the other things that we're going to talk about here tonight do the stinking math I don't know what it is about painters scared to freaking death to run a calculator. Addition, subtract, and multiplication. It's like you might as well be trying to like teach them how to circumnavigate quantum space theory. I can't do it. Don't make a, I feel about it decisions with marketing. Marketing is based on cost of lead, cost of sale, money in, money out. And for most of you, it's really easy to break even here. Oh, I got the money. No, you don't have the sense. That's what you don't have. You need to get the math. Go back to fourth grade math. Let's run the business math and let's make a decision based on the numbers, not on the feelings. And there is a big difference in what we've just discussed here. There's a big difference between do it right the first time and just do it. You can get anybody to build you a website. Anybody, brother-in-law, some old lady at church, anybody not hard you do it yourself you call up yellow pages have them do it for you but it's not going to work like you want it because just like running a painting business there's a difference between i run a painting business if i say i run a painting business what's that mean i walked down to the paint store and i picked up some stuff and i said i'm ready to paint and i got my first client making an effective career and building equity mm, completely different right same online the exact same so to summarize if you didn't write this down, this is a good good uh, slide to take a picture of. You don't need to rent, you need to own. Don't be feeding somebody up in New York City or San Francisco or wherever the hell ever these places are, are based, Dallas, Texas. Don't be giving them thousands of dollars a month forever. Okay when you first start out. Okay if you're in a very competitive market and it's the only way you can get off the ground. But long term, this is like payday lending. It makes no sense. It's like renting your house forever. You need to research your competitors so you know how hard the fight's going to be. So you can pick a good place to go fight, right? You need to select locations strategically. Okay, don't just, well, this is where all the leads are. Well, is this where all the competition is? How long is it going to take you? Optimize your Google My Business account. Invest in reputation management, both in the field and digitally and automated. Build for Google first, human second. Your online social security number needs to be clean and it needs to be everywhere it matters. That's your naps. Social media, you need to have, you need to look relevant to the search engines and everything needs to be stitched together. Don't fail to remember pre-positioning and post-positioning when you're building your website. And finally, don't keep your clients in the dark and feed them crap like a mushroom. I mean, these people are making you tons of money. Happy to buy from you again. If you're not mailing, emailing them, tracking them on Facebook, 
custom audiences, if you're not touching them three times a year with customer reactivation campaigns and putting a newsletter in the mail monthly and one digitally, you're an idiot. I'm just here to tell you, too much money on the table. Got to change it and do the math. If you're going to make a decision on something, just run the numbers and let the numbers tell you what to do. Okay? Don't go ask your Aunt Margaret. Don't use a Ouija board. Don't eat a bunch of nachos and see how you're going to feel. Just run the math. It's all about the math. So the problem with what I've just what you've just learned is this. If you're like me, you got a big stack of notebooks from conferences and webinars and books you've read that you ain't going to do jack doodly squat with. And this is the worst topic ever for you to actually implement because I've got people in my platinum program that I, I think are just fantastic. And they've never gotten any of the stuff that I've suggested to them done. That tells me that the average painter ain't going to do anything. And if you're if you, this is you. I'm describing you right now. And it's hard to turn casual understanding into effective implementation. I mean, doing this stuff is challenging. It's challenging for us. It's a lot of work for us. I don't know how it'd be for you. It's tough. So a lot of you have been in this business for 30, 20, 10 years doing the same old thing. Maybe it'll get better. You keep learning. You're never doing. And you want to just reinvent the wheel forever or hope things change. Some of you, on the other hand, are more like me. I want to reinvent the wheel. I want to buy your wheel because I, you know, wealth is attracted to speed. And I don't want to learn how to do squat if somebody can teach me how to do it. Better yet, if they can do it for me. So I want to talk to you quickly about something that we can do for you that's very, very cheap and affordable. And that's a nine-point digital marketing diagnostic assessment. And this is four to five hours of devoted research. Research takes a lot of time to put this thing together. One hour diagnostic call to walk you through it because without Brandon's interpretation of the tea leaves, it would not make as much sense to you. It's 15 to 17 pages, not counting some stuff we'll review with you in a slide deck. And it's a comprehensive assessment of nine critical elements every painting contractor must master to generate high quality leads and convert them to paying clients. Okay, what are we gonna cover? So. First, let's talk about why we would even do it. How many of you have ever heard this lady tell you this? Another painted me, another painter quoted me 750 over the phone, and you're telling me it's going to be $6,500? Well, what did he not do? He didn't look at it. That's why you tell people, can't give you a quote, got to look at it, because you don't know what you're in for. If somebody gives you a quote, for SEO services or really almost services of a digital nature in any way, and they don't do a good assessment in advance, it's like quoting some, it's like quoting the outside of a Victorian house without looking at it. You have just dealt, you have just dealt with someone who is not very bright or who's not going to do a good job or who isn't going to tailor things for you or is going to make promises they can't keep. Now, the good thing is there's enough people that are in a, a very easy market that when they make those promises, Maybe overall, only 50% of people are pissed off. Maybe that works, but we've learned that you just got to look at it to figure out how hard it's going to be. So what's included? First, we do is a, a keyword analysis, and you need to ask yourself, are you targeting the most commonly searched painting terms based on national data and research? Most of you kind of got an idea of what maybe people are looking for, but you don't have any data to back it up. You're just guessing, hoping for the best. We'll dig deep and see how you're ranking where it matters most. Customer retention. Man, if you're not reaching back to your past clients with consistency, just let us do it for you. 
anything that anything getting done is better than nothing getting done. It's the, the only thing that you own of any value right now. If your painting business caught on fire, you need to go in and save your customer list. You need to let your vans and your pressure washers burn, maybe even your building. So much money being spent, but y'all aren't even communicating with them. They're in an Excel file. You got the world's best CRM, but you don't communicate with them. Well, if you're not going to communicate with them, I'd get rid of the expensive CRM and I'd use a trash can because the only thing that matters is if you communicate with them. Number three, we got to explore secondary markets. Again, most painters just try to put themselves right in the city center and just go, go at it. And then when nothing happens, they can't figure it out. Well, maybe that's not where you need to be. Maybe you need to be in this really nice ritzy suburb on the outside of town that's got its own municipality where people search and yeah, will the volume be lower? You bet, but the leads will be higher. And guess what? You can get there with a shorter investment or a smaller investment in a shorter period of time. Point four, uh, you need to be using um, and looking at your sales system and how to integrate digital. We'll look at yours and see if it's doing it. If not, we'll make recommendations. Point number five, local competitive analysis. We're gonna dig deep into what other people are doing in your area that are ranking well. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. There may be somebody on there with like tons of reviews, really doing it right, been doing it right for seven or eight years, 15, 20 years. Maybe there's two or three of those guys. Well, let's let's not try, let's not go there. Let's go somewhere else, okay? My job is not to, to tell you to take on Goliath. And maybe you would win. I hope so. My job is to go find somebody you can easily beat up. Let's be honest. That's what I'm looking for. Get that's, you. That's, <laughs> that's Brandon. He says he's he's a skinny guy. He's skinnier than me. So number six is Google My Business Review. We need to just look at your profile, make sure it's optimized. Stuff's changing a lot here. It's becoming the central hub for Google. Even though you've built this beautiful website, man, they are leaning on this more and more. We've got to do both. But we've got to give you every conceivable edge. There's there's so many tiny things you can do in there to make a difference. And there's so few things in some ways that if we don't do them all right, you're just going to not be where you need to be. Number seven, website review. Two things I want to look at and that Brandon wants to look at is number one, is it built for the human? Is it built for the robots? It needs to be built for the robots. Why? Because then you get leads. Built for the robots means people can find you. Then we've got to ask, or ask the question, does it convert? If somebody lands on your site, what are the chances based on the copy, uh, the social proof, the promises, the unique selling proposition, the arrangement of video and text and your main sales page and hopefully a dual column setup? Is it arranged so that when somebody gets there, no matter where they come in, they've got enough information to request an estimate? Because you've only got one shot here, guys. Nobody's screwing around on your paint, painting website for fun and giggles. Nobody's coming there just to get to know you and then come back and request an estimate six months later. I actually heard somebody say something like that one time in a seminar, and I felt I just thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't know a single human that does that. I'm thinking about painting in six months. Let me go research and get to know all these painting contractors, put it in my back pocket, and come back again later. Uh-uh. By the time they're online looking for something, they're ready. So you got to get them then. Online identity. Is your painting company being identified correctly in all the right places? If Are you being penalized? Do you have duplicates? Do you have inaccurate information? This is how one of the ways, not all, that Google says, okay, this is a real business in this area, and they are truly identified here, okay? And then finally, backlink review. We need to figure out 
if you have any legitimate backlinks, can we get more of them? Uh, can we get easy local ones? Can we build relationships? And we do that through a simple survey. Uh, and if, if you end up moving on to client, but we can research all this stuff and also find if you've got spammy backlinks. I mean, it's weird. You wouldn't think this, but there are bots and stuff that will just send a bunch of trash to your website. You don't even know it. I found a bunch on Painters Academy. And until you do an analysis, maybe you're not ranking and that's why, but if you don't do an analysis, you'll never know. So what makes us so different from anything out there? Number one, we are 100% laser focused on repaint contractors only. If you're in the new construction area, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to talk to you. We only do repaints, period. I don't, not just painters, repaint contractors. So not just painters, but only 50% of painters. We understand the painting sales process. We have access to uncommon industry research on repaint clients, and our messaging creates market differentiation. I know how to sell painting services, and I don't care if it's online or in person or through a letter or through an email or through a text or through a seminar or through a luncheon or through a B2B group. I know why people buy this stuff, and I can help you create messaging that's effective online. Most of your typical web service people can't do that. And most of your coaches can't do web services. So you end up stuck being the person in the middle trying to figure out how all this stuff works. So what's it cost? I hope you're ready. Sit down. It's going to drain your bank account. It's a whopping $297. And frankly, it's too damn cheap because Brandon's going to be doing a lot of work. And we kind of went back and forth on this. And he said he thinks it should be more. And I agree. It probably won't ever be this cheap again. So if you want it, now's the time to get it, not only because it's cheap and a tremendous value, but there's one other reason, and this is probably the biggest reason, um, and we'll get to it in just a second, but is there a catch, Brandon? Yep, okay, there's always a catch in life, right? The first catch is this, you need to be serious about investing in your digital real estate portfolio. If you want to, you know, if you don't want to do anything, uh, we don't work with dabblers, I don't work with people that are chronically lazy, uh, those who love to learn but never do. Um, we are very financially solvent here at the academy, and we try to just take people that really want to kick ass and want to be serious about stuff and want to just win in their local market. If you just want to screw around and see if something's going to work and you're not committed to it, there's a thousand people I can direct you to. Okay, you'd be happier with them because you can have a short-term relationship, move on, and and you go try the next thing. Right keep sampling until, until you run out of things to do and then do it again and really make no progress. So number one is you got to want to do it. Uh, and number two, and this is the big catch, this is the reason I would move, we only work with one painting contractor per city or geo modifier. That's it. That's it. So if you're a painting contractor in Minneapolis and we start working with you, we ain't going to work with another one. And once a slot is taken, it is gone forever, as long as somebody's a client. And we work ferociously to beat any competitors and kick them out of the three-pack. That's our job. Our job is to go and see how can we beat everybody. Okay, I have no interest in being in second place or third place. I mean, we may have to be there on the way up, but ultimately, I'd like just to win. Okay, that's what I did in my painting business. That's what I recommend our members do. So how do you get your comprehensive nine-point digital marketing assessment? The whopping $297, probably going to rob you of your retirement, put your kids in the poorhouse, but maybe you can do it. Maybe you can do it. All you got to do is go to paintersacademy.com slash web. That's paintersacademy.com slash web. And you just purchase the assessment. There's an outline of exactly what you get there. It's in black and white. We only do one company per city or geo modifier. So 
you got to go get it if you want to get it. Now, if we are already working with a painting contractor in your area, we will immediately refund your money. Okay, so we're not going to tell you, oh, we got somebody here already. Uh, thanks for your money. Uh, here's your report. We can't help you. Go get somebody that can. We just will get your money back really quick. Okay, I don't need any money, so I'll just give you yours back. So we're going to go to Q&A now. Okay, and I would not dally uh, or delay on this if you're even remotely interested. I'd go ahead and go to paintersacademy.com now and just buy that little thing. It's cheap, and you'll get a lot of information from it. So Let's go to questions. Um, I paste that link in the chat. I don't know, Brandon. That's what you're here for. I bet I can. Let's see here. Uh, I think we're going to have to escape. Uh-oh. How about we just do it this way? I don't think they can see the questions. Nope. I don't think they can. So I don't think this is helpful at all, but I'm going to put it in there. They won't even let me. So you were incorrect. I thought you were the thought you were the tech genius. Apparently not. Uh, the go to webinar stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and actually maybe I can put it down here. This is the questions. I was in the questions section. Let's try that. Whatever, dude. All right, there it is to me all entire audience you can click on that link below and you can skip the other one and it's just going to be a redirect link so there it is we're going to go to questions here i'm going to go back to the screen here all right questions if you want to type them in okay hold on let's see i know i can get this out there well i know i had it because i just had it oh Okay, so here we go. We're just going to scroll through these. Here it is. I think at the question pane. This is making me mad. I know you're always using some kind of Google Hangout or something like that for the the young, the fangled youth. So if you've got any questions, just go ahead and put them in here, and I'm going to scroll up through and read them. Um, or you could just click the. How about this? We're just going to have you raise your hand, and I'll just come to you. That'd be the easiest thing. So if you've got, if you want to, just raise your hand and I'll answer any questions that you have. Just click the raise the hand icon and I'll look on here. It's the little hand instead of typing in the questions and I'll come to you. Here's Carlos. Uh, attendee is self-muted. Okay, so you need to un-self-mute yourself, Carlos, and I'll come back to you. Okay, we've got Dave Joint. Dave, go ahead, bud. Hey, Brandon. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, good. How's everything? Man, I'm awesome. Thank you for being on here. Not a problem. I actually just typed the question, but, you know, I'll read it to you. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I'll read it to you. Um, it goes back to you mentioning the client list. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, like you said, that's the only thing that we owe, so we can pretty much do whatever we want with it. Yes. Now, two things with it. How often should you reach out to people's clients without feeling like you're being too pushy well so the first thing is i will tell you is almost everybody errs on the wrong side like, how, how often should you reach out to clients and not be too pushy and then i ask well when's the last time you reached out to clients well i mailed them a christmas card how long was that six months ago well, you need to be pushy right, right right 
I mean, most people are doing so little. So how often I should work? Should I work out, Brandon? With that, so I don't mess myself up or hurt my joints. Well, when's the last time you worked out? Well, 1997. Well, don't be asking dumb questions. Uh, if you're doing nothing. That was me. <laughs> so you've got to you. So number one is you need to be contacting them. What we recommend is our we go through what we call a customer reactivation campaign that's both digital and offline. Uh, we use both a, a a answering service in many cases to make outbound phone calls, mail, and email over a 30-day period. It's a campaign. We tend to do that three times a year um, at the beginning of the spring, summer, and going into the winter and late fall. Now, with our program digitally, uh, we do the at-home monthly newsletter once a month by mail and once a month by email. And if your content is helpful and it's not trying to treat them like a human ATM machine, like some of these signpost crap emails that I see where they're just trying to get people to paint for a 20% off coupon or stain their deck, then they'll respond well to it if it's personal, Dave. But if it's just a bunch of buy something from me garbage, then yeah, they're going to they're gonna jump off of that pretty quick. All right. That pretty much answered the second thing that I was going to ask. You know, like, would you go straight to the point or would you, you know, just talk to them as friends, send them a newsletter as, you know, friendly reminder that we're here, not pushing them to buy, like you said, but, you know, just letting So with them customer know that During customer reactivation, we're asking them to get on the schedule, but in the middle, uh, we're just staying in touch with them. It's uh, like asking somebody to get engaged with you on the first day. Essentially. Right, right. It is what most people do. Right. Yes, that's a good question, Dave. I promised I'd get people off of here by about eight o'clock, and I want to make sure that I do that. So I'm going to hop on to the next question. If you have anything that I've I've not answered here, you can just email me, Brandon at PaintersAcademy.com. I'll get it. I'll get to you, buddy. Perfect. Thank you, Brandon. All right. Great work. Thank you. Okay. Raise your hand. I'll come to you. Uh, let's see, we've got a bunch of people still on here, so surely you'll have some question. John Johnson. John, you're yeah, still you There you go, buddy. John, can you hear me? Well, you muted yourself again. Let me unmute you again. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. How you doing, Brandon? Um, my question is this. What do you think about using uh, television cable, that sort of thing, uh, local news channels to send awareness to your website? I think it's it's a, well, number one, I'm getting feedback. I don't know for what reason, if you're on Bluetooth or something. So I'm going to mute your line and your answer. Okay. Because it's, uh, it's coming back on the line. All right. So, John, this is what I would say. Painting, comp painting clients are rare. They are really rare. Uh, most people will not roof their house, uh, will not air con will not um, put in an air conditioner. But I've watched people damn near die that make a million dollars a year painting in their own house, and people that will pay a premium are rare still. So for the most part, broadcast TV and and local TV has not been an effective medium. wasn't for my company, hasn't been for many of our members because there's so much waste. So in that regard, and this is really kind of a, a, a more in-depth marketing uh, question, 
your website just becomes a response mechanism, meaning you're fishing around for people that have a need now, and you're driving them to a phone number and a um, and a website just as a as a reply device. No different than if you mailed somebody a letter, you'd do what? You'd stick a reply envelope in there along with your website and your email, or website, email, and phone number. So no, bud, I mean, you need to block and tackle first. We need to make sure that your client list is being effectively leveraged. We need to make sure that um, your sales process is strong, that your referral process is strong, that you're going after commercial repaints, that your local web presence is good. And once you get through all those checklists, by all means, let's explore other things. But what I've discovered, again, in doing 800 diagnostic assessments, is that no one is even doing the freaking basics. But everybody wants to talk about things that are 32nd on the list of importance, and it drives me nuts. So to that, I'd say let's get the, the basics tackled first, then we'll go to the rest. All right, let's keep going here. Raise your hand. I'll come to you. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your questions, Dave. I appreciate, appreciate your uh, questions, John. Other questions? It could be about the assessment. Okay, Robert, we're going to come to you, Bob. Robert, can you hear me? Robert? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can. Go ahead, bud. I had another question typed down, but I, I just came up with another one, which I think is more important. How, um, I guess, I've, I just started. Um, I've been painting for 18 years, but my business is new, so I want to get into uh, commercial. Do you have any courses on that? I do have courses on that, but here's what I, again, going back to the basics. If you don't have customer retention and reactivation in place, if you don't have a good sales system in place, what happens is there's a longer lead time for commercial. It's riskier. There's more money you have to float. There are fewer prospects, and you really have to sell. And when you do that, um, then if you don't have all the basics in place, you're going to be in trouble. It would almost be like if you said to me, Brandon, uh, I'm really not interested in learning how to run a mile. I really want to do the Boston Marathon. Now, I almost pass out when I go around the block, but the marathon's really what I'm interested in. Do you have a course on the marathon? To which I will tell people, let's get your basics right first. Then let's worry about going after commercial. And so I, I make people do that every time because I've never seen anyone who had a hard time in residential or who were missing the basics go into commercial and succeed. I have seen them fail and go bankrupt, though. So my, my, the first thing is you've got to get the basics and fundamentals in place, your business systems, your marketing and sales systems. Then once you've got a good crew together and you feel comfortable and you've taken small risk, we can take bigger risk. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I know everybody wants to go straight to the NBA, right? You know, no practice, <laughs> no nothing. Just, just jump right in there, shoot hoops with the guys. Uh, it just doesn't work out very well. So, I mean, that's just the honest answer. I could give you a bullcrap answer and just sell you a course if that's what you want me to do. I mean, you're going to hand me your money. It's fine, but I'm always going to tell you the risks. So, uh, all right, Robert, thank you for uh, hopping on. If you, again, if I don't answer your question completely, you can uh, shoot me an email for right now. I'm going to hop off here and get another question so uh, we get people while we still have time. Thank you again. Other questions? And if, you, if you've already raised your hand, if you were unraised your hand once your questions have been answered, that'd be awesome. So I'm not continuing to look at these hands that are up. Uh, let's see here. Other questions. If you have questions, just raise your hand. Click the raise your hand button. Okay. We're going to go to Jack here. 
Jack, your audio pin has been sent. You're going to have to log that puppy in to be able to talk for some reason. You must be calling in through a phone. So other questions? This is kind of like a final altar call. We've already got you. Uh, we're coming to Cody. Cody, go ahead, bud. Okay, Brandon. So I've worked with a couple of companies that are offering similar packages that you guys are offering today. What I've found uh, with working with those companies, they tend to be uh, to actually fix all the issues and the problems in there. It, the price seems to constantly go up. The time limit on which they can be fixed and implemented and start getting more leads is never to be found. So therefore, whether it be six months, eight months, 12 months down the road, I end up you know, cutting my losses and moving on and usually doing it myself. What is going to be different with your guys' program than I've experienced in the past? Well, I don't really know until we dig in and see what's been done and what they do. Um, that's what any good salesperson would say if you ask that question. Uh, it just it also happens to be the truth. It's like when people tell me in a short time over the phone, well, Brandon, I've tried this and I've tried that with my painting business and nothing seems to work and you can't hire people and I can't and I get all that. And then I start really digging in over an hour on the phone and I'm like, well, this is broke. That's not been done. Or people that, you know, that that aren't in good physical shape. I go to the gym. I work out. I eat decently. Um, they say nothing seems to work. I'm like, well, let's dig in and see if that's really true. So I don't know, Cody. I wish I did. But until we look at what has been done, what you have done in the past, till we look at your website and do a diagnostic, like we just wouldn't know. I appreciate yeah, that. I would. I wish I had a better question to just close you. And no, and, that's and, that's fair. And you know, I would suggest anyone out there listening, if they haven't received something like this, it is hugely beneficial. Uh, my hope is I'm certainly going to purchase this with you. You know, my hope is you actually follow through. Which as of right now, you're batting. Uh, a thousand so you know I got a lot of support and, and confirmation that you'll be able to do what we what we've been looking for for a long time well you're very kind Cody I will send you a check for that uh, endorsement uh, yeah, just, make, just make it out for 297 and thanks Brandon Cody I appreciate you very much but if you have any questions that I didn't get to thoroughly on here if you have something specific just email me and I'll I'll uh, address it, okay? Yes, sir. All right, thank you, Cody. All right, um, it's a good question. I mean, if you've tried this stuff, if I come to Chad, Chad, I've already answered your question. Your hand's still up. I don't think I have. I'm going to come to you, Chad. You're self-muted. All these people asking questions are self-muted. It's very confusing. Chad, you're self-muted. All right, I'm going to move on to somebody else until Chad unself-mutes himself. There you. There you are, Chad. Here I am. Sorry about that. That's um, okay, bud. Uh, as far as uh, your website, um, I'm, I'm having it developed right now. Um, and just in research, I keep coming across unique value proposition. Is that, is that uh, how you, we should be design, um, or laying out the, the homepage of the website? And go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so a unique selling proposition is really 
what makes you different and how does it line up with the clients actually their actual concerns and fears see a unique um, selling proposition might be something like 100 percent background check that you can trust if that's true and i don't know if you're if you're like walking down a long hallway or going to a clogging competition that's very loud um i'm sorry i got it's okay Cody. that's why you were chad you were self-muted that was very nice of you um so so you need to say something that is unique and different that people actually care about based upon research uh that example is a good one and i'm going to go ahead and mute your line and just answer this question because we're getting lots of feedback on your line and that's the reason we don't just put everybody on because it would be like you'd never hear me or you um unique selling propositions just it makes people immediately go okay this company is different and what they are selling is resonating with me most painters put like commercial uh residential painters quality is our motto uh we strive for 100 percent customer satisfaction 33 years in business members of the vvb no job too small i mean crap that nobody even knows what the hell it is and it's been used so often it doesn't make a difference so that's the kind of stuff that we try to to stay away from and we need to really talk to them about their pains their issues their problems and tell them that we're going to solve them and then provide tons and tons of proof that we are actually the people to solve them most people don't do any of that on their website um all right i'm i figured out i'd click the hands for you okay let's see i'm going to see if anybody else got there here we go peter peter you're self-muted everybody asking questions self-muted tonight thank you for self-muting yourself though it's very nice okay. peter yes sir can you hear me yes sir go ahead great all right um question is i am currently part of a system i'm not going to say the name just just you'll you understand uh part of a franchise and my my uh time's about to come to an end and um I'm going to probably have to start everything from scratch is do you guys help with website building? Yeah, um, we have a lot okay. of folks that do not have a web. I mean, you believe you would not believe this. One of our platinum members has a one point three million dollar painting business, did not have a website, wow. uh, which goes to show you that you can succeed without. I see tons of people that succeed without a lot of tech, and I see a lot of people with a lot of tech that fail. Right. Um, and really the basics first, I, I wouldn't even put websites, frankly, on the, on the list. I mean, it's really on the list of the basics, but we've had, a, we had an Amish member for a long time that just kicked ass, made tons of money. And everybody, you know, every time you go to a painting industry conference, it's this, that, this, that, millennials, this, millennials. And I'm like, that's a bunch of bull crap. You don't need any of that if you want. I mean, it's easier to use it all and to do it well, but most of the time people do do things that are of less importance before they do things that are first importance but i digress yeah we build them from scratch in some ways it's easier well number one it's cheaper um it's cheaper to build one from scratch because you're not having to move over all the content you're not having to fix bad habits uh than it is to just move one over a lot of times that that has a lot of baggage, baggage and garbage with it um so yeah we can build one from scratch i think if you're gonna do that and you are coming to an end of your agreement, it's really important um, that you do a good competitive analysis and that you pick the accurate, you pick the correct market for you. And it may or may not be where your old business was domiciled. Right. Well, that's, a, that's one thing I have a franchise attorney looking at right now. 
uh, it may be that I may have to uh, compete 25 miles out of my uh, territory. Okay. And also may be that I can't contact current customers, which I believe the ones that I should not be able to contact would be paid customers. I do have a lot of customers in pending and, and uh, just never sold anything to. Yeah, and, I think those those might be safe leads. You need to, again, check your, you know, yeah. I'll let you and the attorneys figure that out. That, that's what I'm doing. You, so, you know, I'll attorney. see what I can take and I'll see what I can't take. And um, uh, anyway, so I, uh, I'm i going to probably give you a call and we can okay. go a little bit more in depth. But that's, yeah, that's all I wanted to make sure. Yeah, once you… Once you understand exactly what your agreement says, what you can and can't do, uh, it would be a really good idea for us to get on the phone. And once you understand that you're going to cut ties from a timeline standpoint, once you've made that decision, yes, you sir. need to start building your website immediately. And you need well, to that's be, exactly what I'm doing. You need yeah. to be doing it like a month and a half, if you can, two months beforehand so that you can – there's a certain order that you want to do things in to maximize yeah. your rank in the shortest period of time. And there's certain timelines that have to happen and people yeah. always think it's quicker than what it is. So you'd want to get started early. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I, uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I have four more months. I'm going to, I'm going to move the ball here in the next couple of weeks. Okay, man, that's, that's more proactive than most people would be, bud. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit more, but I have a diagnosis and that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to sign a 10 year agreement. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it past 10 years, so um, I'm trying to do this to take care of my family, and I'm not trying to make, you know, pull on anybody's heartstrings, but when you have a diagnosis of cancer and they're trying to make you sign a 10-year agreement, I'm not sure that that's something I want to do. So uh, I still, my family still has to eat, so I'm going to do the best that I can uh, with the time that I have, and I'm going to, you know, like I said, make make this move as quick as possible and and that's why I have a franchise attorney looking at it, and I want to do the right thing. So, well, yeah, for sure. Well, Bud, I hate to hear that. We hope that everything turns out well, and that you fight the good fight. And yes, sir. Uh, you're. We've got a member right now that's going through a very similar thing, and I've had a lot of our members go through health issues, and it's tough. Uh, I will tell you this, um, and then hop hop on to the last question before we close out. Yes, sir. Is, when people go through a diagnosis like that or go through a major health issue, very often because of chemo or because of surgery or because of recovery, they have to, for the first time in their life, build their business as if they didn't have to be there the entire time. And when they do recover, they often tell me that that was one of the best experiences they ever had because it forced them to implement systems and build things that allowed their business to run without them present. So although it, nobody would want this diagnosis, there probably are a few good things that may come of it, and try your best to focus on those and get to feeling better, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brandon. All right. Thanks for joining us, Pete. Um, man, well, shit, I don't have any problems. That's sad, Pete. I hope you, hope you kick its butt. Uh, take a question. Let's see here. There's Jack. Maybe you've got your audio pen. Jack, go ahead, bud. Brandon, thank you. Brandon? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Okay, uh, are your slides available? They are available, and I'm going to send out a recording as well. Okay, great. Thank you. Awesome, Jack. Thanks for go being ahead. here. Good talk to you, Jack. All right, we've got time for one more. Who's going to be the last one? Who's going to be the last one? Somebody's got to be the last one. I, I saw a hand go up. 
and I saw a hand go down. I'm going to scroll through one more time. Well, guys, if you have any questions, um, you can email me, brandon at paintersacademy.com. I would go to paintersacademy.com slash web and go ahead and buy that. It's, I mean, it's really a measly $2.97. We don't make any money on it. It's just to really show you what the possibilities are and to make sure that we give you a recommendation that's accurate, that we're not promising you things we can't deliver, and that we're responsible with your budget. Uh, that's the reason we do it. It's you know what you do when somebody asks, if a family member asks you about a painting project, what do you say? Got to come look at it, got to measure, got to check things out, got to write up a detailed estimate for you. Otherwise, you're not doing your job as a painting contractor. We wouldn't be doing our job uh, helping you build your online deal, uh, real estate. So I'm Brandon Lewis with the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors and Painters Weekly, along with Brandon Curtis, saying, please uh, don't be pouring your money into things that do not allow you to build equity, uh, things that you can't sell, things that you can't leverage. Instead, invest in yourself, invest in your company, and build platforms that will give you value for years to come. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis, signing off.